Joel chapter number 2, verse 12 through 14 is where we came from yesterday. It says, but even now, says the Lord, repent sincerely and return to me with fasting and weeping and mourning. Let your broken heart show your sorrow. Tearing your clothes is not enough. Come back to the Lord your God. He is a kind, he is kind and full of mercy. He is patient and keeps his promise. He is always ready to forgive and not punish. Perhaps the Lord your God will change his mind and bless you with abundant abundant crops that you can offer him great uh, grain and wine. Listen, that was yesterday. I mean, we we ended up talking about uh, how we uh, we oftentimes don't like to offer apologies, don't like to admit when we're wrong, don't like to humble ourselves when we have wronged people. And we talked about being vigilant and observant, uh, just not in what we hear and people's response verbally, but what we feel in the atmosphere, being observant and vigilant to how uh, people's facial expressions and what their body language says to us, the, the shifting of the atmosphere when we've said something that may have offended someone and being humble enough and being willing to be able to say, you know what, I was wrong, let me apologize, even as leaders and being in leadership. Good morning, Cece. Good morning, Lynn. Being able to say, you know what, I was wrong, I messed that up, that was on me, and offering an apology and offering repentance, saying, you know, even when we've uh, committed sin and transgressions, to be able to go to God and to do it daily and to do it often, uh, because there are sometimes when we don't understand, we don't really know um, that we've hurt or offended somebody. And so sometimes we just, and, or even what we would call sin to God, that to say, Lord, I, you know, please forgive me for the sins, both known and unknown that I've committed throughout this day. Good morning, Belle. And so yesterday, that's what we talked about. And today we're going to pick up on part of that. And today we're going to come from the uh, the thought process. I don't want to say from the uh, subject because that made me feel too churchy. Good morning, Miss Carrie. Uh, don't want what you don't give. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Don't want what you don't give. Do not want what you do not give. So I just typed that in. I got to work on my typing while I'm talking. Don't want what you don't give. Good morning, Ramada. So that's what we're going to talk about today. There are a lot of us, uh, and, and I always include myself. I always say us and we. Don't, don't do, I'm going to break it down. Do not want what you do not give. And so many of us desire things that we are not offering or we are not giving to other people. Good morning, Miss Ava. Do not want what you do not give. So don't be that type of person where you want everybody to apologize, but you don't. You want everybody to understand you, but you don't understand others. Don't want everybody else uh, to, to, to support you when you don't support others. Don't always want help. But you don't never give help. You don't give respect, but you want respect. We don't, we don't, uh, we, we want forgiveness, but we won't submit to repentance and saying, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Please forgive me. So we have to make sure that we do not want what we do not give. Don't be, uh, we got to make sure that we're not selfish, that we are not selfish in the things that we desire.
We want everything, everybody to do everything for us, but we don't want to do nothing for nobody else. Don't, do not want what you do not give. Don't be the one who want all of the attention, but never pay attention or give anyone any attention. Good morning, Paige Barry. Do not want what you do not give. Don't want everybody to be honest about their feelings. Don't want everybody to be honest and true when you're not honest and true. Don't want all the hugs and affection when you're not giving out hugs and affection. Do not want what you do not give. The Bible also, I mean, it's, I mean, it's plain and simple for us that it is more blessed or it's more, we should be more happy to give than we do to receive. So just like we want things to come into our lives, we want respect, we want loyalty, we want trust, we want love, we want people to give us a chance, we want people to give us an opportunity. We got to make sure that we are giving that information back out. We are, we are reciprocating. People are going to reciprocate what you do. That's good. People are going to reciprocate what you do. So whatever it is that you're giving out, that's what you should expect back because you're going to reap what you have planted. You're going to reap what you have sown and you are going to reap what you will be given, what you have been given. Do not want what you do not give. Good morning, Ebony. Good morning, Shy. Do not want what you don't give. Mm-mm. 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 No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We we got to get out of that mindset. Or we want ever we want everything. We want everything positive. You know, all positive vibes. We want to come to our way, but then we're giving off negative vibes, negative stigma. We're throwing out stereotypes. You know, listen. I'm telling you, we cannot desire to have things in our lives that we're not giving to other people. You know, you you don't you can't. I mean, you can demand respect. You can demand. Good morning. Tanya, you can demand respect, but that doesn't mean that you get it. But listen, whenever you give respect, anyway, before we were so rudely interrupted by that broadcast error, what I was saying is, I think where I left off or where you stopped hearing me as I was saying that we have to make sure that we don't, we don't, we don't want what we're not given. We, we got to make sure that if we want things, um, and I was talking about respect and being in leadership and how we uh, tend to demand respect. We tend to demand uh, people to give things to us. And even when we're in leadership positions, we still have to give respect in order to get respect. Again, we can't want things that, um, that we're not given. And so every day we have to make sure we humble ourselves enough to be able to offer the things to other people that we would want in return. So, and I was talking about uh, how the Bible tells us about it's more blessed for us to give than to receive and how we're going to re reap what we've planted, what we've sown and what we've give, uh, what we have given. And so many of us want things from everybody else that we are not willing to humble ourselves and give. And that's not the way it, 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 it should be that the way that it is and definitely not the way that we're going to be blessed. Because when we read Joel chapter number two and verse 12 and 14 yesterday, it told us 
some of the benefits of what happens whenever we humble ourselves and say, you know what? I was wrong. I mistreated that person. I did them wrong. Uh, I, um, I didn't treat them the way I was supposed to do, even though we are in leadership and we're, we have authorized rule over people. It does not give us permission. It does not give us authority. It does not give us uh, permission to be rude or mean to people. But the Bible declared that whenever we repent, whenever we apologize, and I know it's a song that says it's too late to apologize. Yes, there is. It's a, it's a secular song that says it's too late to apologize. But it's never too late to apologize. It's never too late to get things right. And so many of us think that just because some time has passed, it will alleviate us from uh, the responsibility the responsibility of apologizing for the wrongs that we have done to other people. Just because time has gone by, it does not remedy the problem. It's not does not correct the issue. But the Bible says in Joel 2 and 13, let your broken heart show your sorrow. Tearing your clothes is not enough. Offering a sacrifice is not enough. Just going out and buying me something is not going to remove the fact that a wrong has been done to me. But the Bible does say, I don't know where it's at, but I remember reading it. The Bible does say that a gift given in secret, a gift given in secret can remedy a problem between you and another. Not stuff you put on Facebook for show. Not stuff that you uh, do on, you know, for social media or do in public. Good morning, Lachelle. Good morning, Jazz. Good morning, John Hogan. Thank you for joining. Good, good morning, Pastor Juan or Melanie Wilder. I don't know which one of y'all listening. Just because you buy me roses. Just because you buy me flowers, give me candy, buy me a ring, or buy me lunch, it does not remedy the problem. I need your heart to show. I need your actions, the real posture of your heart to show how sorry you are for the wrong that you've done. And so often, we get snagged. We get trapped. And you see it in domestic violence relationships all the time. We get snagged and trapped because someone buys us flowers and, and they want to take us to the movies and they want to take us to dinner as an apology or as repentance for whatever it is they've done. Whether it's the verbal abuse, the physical abuse, the psychological abuse, the sexual abuse, that's not good enough. And we have to make sure we don't let people off the hook so easy. Because they, quote unquote, are tearing their clothes, offering sacrifice. David, in Psalms 51, when David went to God uh, for, for uh, repentance, to come back and to, to say to the Lord, I'm sorry, I was wrong, forgive me. The first thing he realized he had to do was to be honest and real. You got to be honest and real when you offer an apology. You can't just let uh, your apology uh, that you give just to be words to be said. I need to listen here. That Your apology ought to move me, ought to hit my heart just as powerful and effective as that act that you committed against me, whatever it is. I And, and again, I said this yesterday. If you... If you have offended me in public, you need to apologize to me in public. 
a real apology. Whatever platform you used to misappropriate your authority, to usurp your authority, whatever platform you use to come against me is a platform that should be used for the apology. That's just real. David even says, even though uh, he, he, he talked about it, it, I think it was like down in verse 4 or 5, he says, God, you, you are the only person that I've wronged. So you're the only person that can judge me and be justified in feeling how you feel or responding how you, re how you choose to respond. It's amazing. Listen, it's amazing how the people who have not been wronged always feel like they are obligated to whatever their feelings are. You ain't the one been wronged and you are not justified to tell me how I ought to feel in a situation where I have been offended. Sometimes people will tell you you're responding the wrong way. You shouldn't be feeling that. You should let that roll off your back. That's easier said than done. Offenses hurt people. And when we have been hurt, those feelings that we have based off of the relationship to the person who has hurt us, those, that emotion and that feeling is as true as it gets. When my heart's been broken, don't tell me how much I should cry. When my heart is heavy, when my feelings have been hurt, and I'm not just talking about people who are offended at the truth. You get what I'm saying? Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Veronica. Good morning, Devin. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when your heart has been hurt, when your feelings have been hurt, you are justified in feeling the way you feel. Nobody that ain't involved in that shouldn't come. Yes, we want to encourage you. Yes, we want to uh, provoke you to heal fast. But you ain't been hurt like I've been hurt. Let me tell you, ain't no hurt like when you've been betrayed by somebody you love, somebody you respect, and somebody you trust. Don't tell me how often, how soon I should get over if you ain't never been in no uh, relationship where you have been verbally, physically, sexually, or psychologically abused, you do not know the weight and the burden of the emotions that are attached to that. And if you are a person who has verbally abused somebody else, have physically abused somebody else, who have sexually abused somebody else, who have psychologically abused somebody else, I pray today that God gives you the courage that he he speaks to your heart that you will humble yourself and apologize for the wrong that you have done. When we offend people, we, listen, when we offend people, we shift the trajectory of their life. We shift the trajectory of our life. And the only way some people will ever get back on track, will ever get back on the right path, is for the people who have heard them or who have offended them to apologize. Now, I got to throw in a disclaimer right here. I want to let you know to make sure that you don't depend, help me Jesus, that you do not depend on an apology for you to heal or to move forward. Because there will be some cases... And and times in your life when the main apology that you want is going to be the apology that you do not get. Give somebody.
Some apologies, baby, you can wait for, but you are not going to get. But you got to make sure that you're moving forward and your healing is not only predicated on an apology of a person who has hurt you because you may not ever get it. And you got to be able to say, you know what? With or without the apology, I'm going to get through this. But if that person is still alive and still living and you may be listening, I'm going to tell you this. It will help a world. It will make a world of difference when you realize and say, you know what? I was wrong. I mistreated this person. I hurt them. I violated them. Hey, let me offer this apology. But David told the Lord, he said, listen, you're the one that I've wronged, so you're the one who can judge me and punish me. But then he goes down to say, Lord, he said, Lord, I'm coming to you real, I'm coming to you honest. And if, uh, because you have the, uh, the power to forgive or not to forgive, even though you have punished me, I'm good because you have forgiven me. I'm good because you have forgiven me. So David humbled himself, but realized, listen, there are some consequences to the actions that I've done. There are going to be consequences, but your willingness, listen at this, but your willingness to apologize and your willingness to, um, to uh, repent goes back to Joel chapter 2 and verse number 13 and 14. God is kind. He is merciful. He is patient. He keeps his promise. He is, listen, he is always ready to forgive. The question I have to ask, always ready to forgive and not punish. The question I have to ask my listeners this morning before I get off of this live, the question I have to ask you is, are you ready to forgive and not punish? If the person who has wronged you came to you right now or comes to you today and offers and renders an apology, will you be ready to forgive and not punish? Especially if you've been praying for an apology. If you've been desiring an apology. Because sometimes, listen here, I said it, sometimes we can want what we don't give. And we want an apology, but we're not ready to forgive. We want an apology, but we're not ready to say, I forgive you and not hold it against me for the rest of my life. And I don't want to worry about, you know, what people, if they don't feel like they've done anything wrong, we're not even talking about that this morning. What we're talking about is whenever you feel it, whenever you know you've said something, this is what we're talking about today. This ain't, this ain't about nobody else. This is, if you're listening, this is a personal message. This is not about a yes, they do or yes, they will. This is personal. This is personal. And when we're, when we offer that apology, the Bible says in verse 14, perhaps the Lord, your God will change his mind and bless you with abundant crops. Because we all got to know now that we have done some wrong to people and people have been offended by our actions when we didn't feel we were wrong. But the Bible says, come here, Smith. The Bible says that when you know that your brother or your sister has an art with you, you lay your gift down and you go to them. That's how I know who is the humble person in this equation. Not the, I, this is how you know whether you're walking in humility when you can say, you know what? 
Like I said yesterday, not an if I have offended you. You know what? Evidently, I have done or said something to offend you. To hurt your feelings or to make you feel some type of way towards me. I'm coming to you. Not uh, because I have a problem with you. But I'm coming to you because I don't want there to be a problem between us. I don't want there to be controversy and conflict. Listen, y'all, I got to get up out of here. Listen here. I'm telling you, we might do part three tomorrow. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what the Lord going to say. But I'm trying to tell you, when you learn to apologize and humble yourself to apologize uh, and, and, and be ready to forgive people and not punish them for the act that they have committed when they come to you, listen, perhaps the Lord will change his mind and open up that window of heaven that he done had closed up. Do not want what you do not give. If you want an apology, give an apology. If you want forgiveness, offer forgiveness. If you want respect, give respect. If you want help, make sure you give help. If you want support, make sure you give support. Come on through here. Do not want what you do not give. And a lot of times, we don't have anything because we ain't gave nothing. So as you go through your day-to-day -day people, Good morning, Cassandra. As you go through your day today, be ready to forgive and not so quick to punish people and want to hold it over your head. Listen, remember, Tanisha, what I said earlier. Time doesn't ease anything, but even if it's been 15 years, you got to be willing to move on and heal without that apology. And if you think I'm just talking just to be talking, you might need to be getting my book which is available, by the way. Now talk about how you have to be willing, how you have to be able to move on and heal and become everything that God has purposed you of in your life to, uh, for you to become, even if you don't get an apology from the people who have hurt you the most. You ain't got to have it. Maybe I'll do another version, another something down the day. You ain't got to have it. There are some things you just don't have to have. In order for you to be successful, in order you to go for you to go on and be great, for you to do what what you've been assigned and purpose to do. Listen, y'all, I gotta get out of here. That's all the time I got for today. Y'all, we come on Monday through Friday, seven-ish. This is the morning shift, baby. Ain't nothing like it. Remember, you like it, you love it. Please make sure you share it. Again, I do apologize for the broadcast interruption that we had earlier. I don't know what had happened with that. Uh, but I'll make sure uh that I you know, verify periodically through the broadcast that everybody's good. But listen, I appreciate y'all tuning in. This is part two of Do Not Want What You Do Not Give, as the first part was interrupted by a broadcast delay. 